somebody in the building uh, that's holding on to a miracle. Uh, you're holding on to a promise this morning. Uh, I dare you to take about 60 seconds. Uh, jump out of your seat uh, and praise him uh, like it's already done in the building. Uh, come on, tell your neighbor, excuse me a moment. Uh, tell your neighbor, excuse me a moment. Uh, I've got to praise him uh, for the miracle I'm holding, uh, for the promises I'm believing God for. Uh, I've got to praise him. Uh, come on, somebody take about 60 seconds uh, and give God uh, your best praise in the building. Uh, yeah. and you're afraid to mess up your little tie but I'm going to tell you some of y'all didn't miss a beat at the gym this week some of y'all didn't miss a beat on your exercise walk this week tell your neighbor are you listening And you was out there in 95 degree weather, 100% humidity, uh, and you were, cause you trying to look cute. And you was in the gym uh, sweating uh, profusely uh, just to build uh, this earthly temple. Uh, but I came to declare this morning uh, that I dare not uh, give that much energy. Uh, Tell your neighbor, neighbor, the Bible says that bodily exercise profiteth little. Now, don't go out misquoting me. It does profit. Uh, but in comparison to many things uh, that you can give your energy to, uh, the Bible says uh, that it profits uh, little. Uh, all of that calorie burning, uh, all of that effort, uh, all of that exercise, uh, you get very little uh, in return. Uh, but can I tell you uh, that when the praises uh, go up, uh, am I in the right building this morning? Uh, when the praises uh, go up, uh, the glory uh, comes down. Uh, I came to tell you there's a reward uh, for our worship this morning. Uh, I dare you, I'm gonna give you one more chance uh, to jump out of the aisle, uh, kick off your pretty shoes, uh, loosen your tie, uh, and make up in your mind. Uh, Come on, 
Furthermore, the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. And one of my weapons is the weapon of praise. Is there anybody in the building that's been fighting the enemy? Is there anybody in the building that's been fighting resistance? Now is your chance to come against the enemy with your praise. If you know your praise is a weapon, I dare you to pull it out this morning and give God your best praise. Come on, I got victory. One, two, three, my dancer. some things in the building uh, there's some people in the house uh, you've been fighting discouragement uh, but this morning uh, it's time for you to declare uh, I got victory uh, over discouragement uh, somebody's been fighting fear uh, but this morning uh, it's time to declare uh, I got victory uh, over fear uh, I've got victory uh, over confusion uh, I've got victory uh, over sickness uh, in opposition, uh, somebody in the building, uh, I dare you to shout uh, with a voice of triumph. Come on, uh, I got victory. I got victory. I'm going to 
tell you what we ought to do. Look, I'm going to give you one more chance this morning. We ought to overwhelm the enemy this morning with our worship. We ought to overrun the opposition this morning with our praise. Are you ready? One, two, one, two, three, go! one more time in this place. Somebody just stepped over the line right there. Somebody just stepped over the line right there. Come on. Oh, yeah. Whoa. That's it. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
I don't care what everybody else is doing. I've got to get my breakthrough. I've got to get my breakthrough. Hey! sweaty gym clothes and go home and put up a nice clean suit with no wrinkles on it I refuse to go home and lay down my gym shoes I've been running in and put away my church shoes that I ain't danced in this morning I've got to give him praise I feel like pushing something till I knock it all the way over this morning. So you got to learn how to dress for the occasion. You know, it's a real big fad right now for people to wear gym clothes. They wear them spandex pants, $200 running shoes, a sweatshirt and a headband and don't know what the inside of a gym looks like. Been eating McDonald's every day. They want to look like they're healthy without really being healthy. Ain't nobody talking to me right now in the building. Ain't nobody talking to me right now in the building. Well, I tell you what I don't want to do is dressed like this to come into the house of God and I look anointed but there's no flow and I look like a worshiper but there ain't no worship and I look like I'm in the presence of the king but I don't understand no 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 you tell your neighbor I came dressed for the occasion these are my shouting shoes these are my shouting clothes I didn't come to look cute. I didn't come to impress you. I didn't come to look smooth. I came to give God my best praise. Somebody one more time lift up your voice and give God a shout of Anybody excited to be in the house of the Lord on Sunday morning? 
High five about eight people on the way to your seat. Tell them welcome to Sunday morning at the Rock Church. Woo! My God. Don't nobody light a match because it's flammable up in the building right now. Whatever you do, don't light a match. There's a lot of uh, stuff in the atmosphere uh, of the church right now. This Whatever you do, don't light a match. It's a... Woo! Tap your hands one more time under the King of Kings. Amen. You can be seated for just a moment. I want to take a brief opportunity to say what a privilege and what an honor it is this morning to have all of our guests in the house of the Lord with us. Rock Church, I need to borrow your hands and your voice. Help me make some noise. We could do better than that. Help me welcome all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord with us today. What a privilege and an honor it is to have you in the house of the Lord with us. And uh, we, we pray that you are already experiencing the wonderful presence of God that we feel every time we come together in this place. Amen. We count it an honor that you took time out of your week to come and worship with us. And you are a very important person. And that's why we have a VIP room very important person room and if you walked in here for your first time to the rock church you should have received a vip invitation card uh, that looks a little bit like the image on the screen behind me and uh, if you're here for the very first time and you did not receive a vip invitation card just wave your hand and let us know and one of our staff members will bring one right to you this is an invitation for you to join us uh, immediately after the service in our VIP room, this is to just honor you as our guest for being with us today. We've got some light refreshments and a small gift that we'd love to give you just as a token of our appreciation for having you in the house of the Lord. Amen, somebody? We have a little understanding here at the Rock Church, and that is this, that you are only a guest for the first five minutes that you come through the door. After that, you're just at home here at the Rock Church. Amen, somebody? Would you turn around 360 degrees and shake everybody's hand around you and just tell them, welcome home this morning. Come on, tell them, welcome home. Amen. We're so honored that you're here today. I'm glad to be back home this morning. There is no place like the Rock Church of Fort Myers. And I missed y'all. I'm glad to be back at the house of the Lord and uh, excited about what God is doing. How many of you know we are in unprecedented times of revival and miracles and God doing great things? Just look around you. All over this building today uh, are miracles sitting in this place. 
all over this building today there are testimonies uh, of what God is doing and what God is going to do uh, I just want to know if there's anybody in the building today that came looking uh, for your miracle today uh, and you came looking for your answer today uh, and you came hungry for a word uh, if that's how you feel stand up with us all over the building uh, I want you to lift your hands and open up your mouth uh, and let the Lord know this morning uh, that I came uh, for a breakthrough in this building today uh, I came to see God uh, do something powerful uh, in the building this morning uh, if you believe that and you're expecting that clap your hands and give God a praise amen remain standing with me all over the house if you would today uh, it is my privilege and honor today to bring to this desk a, a powerful young man of God uh, that I have had the privilege of getting to know uh, better and better over the past few years. And uh, his name is probably a familiar name to many of you. It is an honor to have Brother David Jennings in the house of the Lord with us, all the way from Silsby, Texas. Come on, show him some love this morning. Brother Jennings is powerfully anointed and he uh, is connected both in the natural and the spiritual uh, to his man of God uh, who we give honor to today, uh, Bishop Douglas White. And uh, this is not only a, a son of his ministry, uh, but it is Bishop White's son-in-law. And around here, if you're a good in-law, you, you become an in-love. Amen. <laughs> Amen. If you ever hear me call somebody one of my in-laws, you know we working on it. Amen. When they pass the test, it's, it's my in-love. Amen, somebody. And uh, Brother Jennings has been used by God in, in a very powerful way that uh, has been very public in the arena of music ministry. And uh, he is an apostolic recording artist. And uh, I had the privilege, I think it was last year, a year ago, somewhere in there, uh, of being a guest on his latest project um, that, that we're all anxiously awaiting to be released. And, um, but more distinct than him being a powerful minister of music, this is a powerful preacher of the gospel. Amen. He is not a musician and singer who happens to preach, but he is a man of God, a God called preacher who happens to sing a little bit and play music. And we are absolutely honored that he is here with us this morning. We regret that his wife is not here, and God blessed them this past year with a precious little boy, little Onyx. I forgot how old he is right now, but we're congratulations to them. He's 10 months old, and uh, I believe that God has anointed this young man in a powerful and a unique way in the body of Christ. And we are privileged to have him in the house of God today. We know that God has equipped him with a word for this house today. How many of you will mix your faith with the word of God in this house today? 
I promise you, if you'll mix your faith with what God's about to do, God's got something for you in this building. One more time, would you put your hands together uh, and give God a great resounding praise as Brother Jennings comes to deliver the word of the Lord. Give God a praise in this place. Well, what an honor it is to be in the house of the Lord with you today. And I want to give honor to uh, your bishop, the, the overseer of this house, your pastor, Bishop Randy Williams. What an honor it is to be here with you today. And I want to give honor to First Lady today. Honored to be here with you and the entire First Family uh, a lot of people don't know what it looks like being a part of a first family. And I didn't for a while either, but now I know. And uh, I will say that there's hours that you don't see. There's effort that you don't see, but you feel the results every time you come into this house. I think it would be fitting if you gave them honor. That's all right. Give honor where it's due, amen. And I want to give honor to my bishop, Douglas White, my pastor, Pastor Benjamin White. Also want to give honor to my wife, my beautiful wife, Bethany Jennings. She is a woman of God, and she is a way better preacher than I am. And uh, she is incredible. And then my handsome son, Onyx, uh, if you saw him, you would know that I'm not lying. He is that handsome. And so uh, I'm grateful for that. You know, I'll tell you where we stand right now in the house. We are standing in between two contradicting forces, two contradicting types of people in the house. We are standing in a contradiction between the victims and the victorious in the building. Today, I believe the Lord has sent me with a word for a lot of you here in this house, but Maybe today I can explain to you why you don't feel the victory that you should be feeling if you're a victim in the house today. And if you are a part of the victorious church today, I'm going to explain to you why you're victorious in the house today. The Lord is going to help us here in the house. I will go into the word of the Lord. I'll try not to hold you too long this morning. Psalms 19, starting at verse 12. Psalms chapter 19, starting at verse 12. And I'm just going to, uh, I'm not really here to sermonize to you today. I'm here to minister to this body. I, uh. I try my best not to get too caught up in sermonizing because I want God to have the impact today. I don't care if you say this message is good afterwards. I just want God to minister to your heart, minister to your spirit, take you somewhere. And I believe the Lord is going to do that for us here in the house today. Psalms chapter 19, starting at verse 12. And it says this, who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. 
Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Keep back thy servant from also, also from presumptuous sins. Why don't you put down your Bible today, raise your hands in the air, and ask the Lord for some transparency in this house. I believe God wants to speak in the building today, but it's going to take somebody getting transparent in the building. Lord, we call on your name here in the house. We want to thank you, God, for your presence. Thank you for being a mighty God, for being the everlasting Father. For being the Prince of Peace, we want to thank you, God, for your spirit and your delivering ability. We want to thank you, God, for what you're getting ready to do in the midst of this congregation today. And we want to thank you, God, for your spirit that you allow to reside within every heart of every saint, Lord. Now, God, I pray that you would pour out your spirit. God, that there would be a manifestation of your spirit in the house today. I pray that you would loose the gifts in this house. God, I pray that you would loose the gift of healing. God, that you would loose the gift of faith in the house. I pray that you would loose miracles in the building. Come on, why don't you lift your voice all across the house and say, God, do it. God, do it. God, do it. And you may be seated in the house of the Lord. In our scripture text, to tell you a little bit where we're pulling from, the psalmist David begins to describe early in the book, uh, uh, the 19th chapter of the book of Psalms, he begins to describe the beauty and the splendor of God. He talks about the heavens and declaring the glory of God in the heavens and the earth. He talks about the firmament showing God's handiwork. He talks about how the glory of God is visible from the heavens and all that see it. It is communicated to all mankind. In other words, it is communicated to every tongue, to every language, to every single human being. He talks about how strong and how glorious the heavens are. He talks about how majestic and how powerful our God is. I think it'd be good sometime if we just talk good about God. Instead of asking him so many questions, sometime we ought to say, God, you're just a good God. I think it'd be good every now and then if we begin to lift up the name of Jesus. David understood that nothing can happen in this world unless it is for and by the hand of God. And so David continues on in the scripture and we get down to verse 7 and he says the law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul, the testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple, the statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoicing the heart, the commandments of the Lord is pure. Enlightening the eyes, the fear of the Lord is clean. Enduring forever, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous. Altogether here, David begins to talk about the word of the Lord and how great our God truly is. I think we ought to give God some thanks right there for how good of a God he is. 
He begins to declare how powerful the word of God is. And he says that it is greater than every material thing and material wealth on this planet. And it is greater than any sensual pleasure. But he begins to explain how the word of God gives instruction. But not only instruction, the word of God gives warnings. Now, I know some of us don't like that, but I'm going to preach it anyway this morning. Uh, you see, warning is needed because sometimes warning gives us blockage and, and help from the things that we are susceptible to. Warning is needed for the dangers that we cannot see. Uh, warning is needed for the dangers that we cannot appreciate. Warning is needed for the dangerous things that are far off in your future that you cannot see. Warnings are good, but they're often rejected. And that's why David goes on in the scripture. He begins to talk and talk about how great God is. He says this. He says that. But then all of a sudden, he's taken back. He talks about the word, but he's taken back. He talks about the majesty of God, but he's taken back. And he says, who can understand his errors? There's something about the house of God sometimes. You walk in and you feel just fine. But then sometimes you start to feel dirty. You start to feel unclean. You start to feel like maybe there's something wrong. That's because when you're exposed to the majestic power of God, sometimes it starts to make you feel like you are what you are, and that is flesh. There is not a person here in the house this morning that has never sinned in your life. There is not a person here this morning that has never committed a sin in your life there's not a person here in the house that has not fallen short of the glory of God so let's get transparent in the house today and just declare to your neighbor I am human I just want you to know that I'm human before we go any further I'm human I can still make mistakes no I'm not holier than you no I'm not better than you but I am human he's taken back and he says, who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from my secret faults. Keep back thy servant from presumptuous sins. You get what I'm saying here this morning? Something about seeing God lifted up causes you to get down real low when you realize that he's so high and mighty and we are nothing. What he was saying and what he was thinking was, have you ever done something and wondered after you did what you did, why in the world you did it? Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Has anybody else ever made a mistake in your life? I would venture to say that there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people sitting under the sound of my voice, you've made mistakes in your life. And you know that you got the warning sign before that mistake happened. And God sent me to give you another warning sign this morning yet again in this house. Am I telling you you're a sinner and you're going to hell? No, but what I am saying is God has mercy enough and he cares about you enough to send a preacher from Texas to give you a word this morning. The Bible said, cleanse me from my secret." 
I'm talking about those thoughts that you have that nobody else knows about. Those actions that you might have committed that nobody else knows about. Those habits that you keep going back and forth to. Oh yeah, all of those things happen in secret places. But what he was saying was, God, I want you to cleanse me from the things that nobody else sees. Because that is where the change and that's where the difference happens. He later on goes and he says... He, he later on goes and says, uh, uh, God, I want you to cleanse me of every presumptuous sin. That word presumptuous can be translated as a willful sin or a deliberate sin. Now, I know sometimes we get worried when people start preaching about sin, but that's the problem with our world today. Somebody's got to preach about it, and somebody's got to talk about it still because sin is everywhere. But in this house, this is going to be a house of prayer. In this house, we are going to have dominion. Ah, yeah. I got to pace myself because I feel like preaching this morning. The Bible says, keep back thy servant from presumptuous sin. And then he said, let it not have dominion over me. You want to know what was happening this morning? There were a lot of you that were shouting around this building. But there were some of you that felt an extra weight on your shoulders when you came into this building today. And you didn't feel the freedom to shout in the house earlier because maybe something has got dominion over you and you don't feel worthy enough to raise your hands. You don't feel worthy enough to shout. You don't feel worthy enough to give God praise. But I came to stand in a gap this morning for somebody and tell you this morning that the things that you're dealing with don't have to have dominion over you you. Uh, the things that you walked in here struggling with uh, don't have to follow you out of this church. Uh, I want to preach to every saint of God here in the building uh, that's feeling extra weight in your mind, uh, extra weight in your spirit. You don't have to live that way. Uh, and after today, you don't have to stay that way. Uh, oh, I feel like preaching till the chains break now. Uh, some of you knew you came into this house this morning uh, and you've been dealing with depression and you've been dealing with struggles. Uh, maybe some of you dealing with illness, but God sent me to tell you today uh, that you don't have to stay that way. Uh, you don't have to stay down. Uh, you don't have to stay out. Uh, God can deliver you. But the problem is is we've got things that are always contending for us. We've got things that are always contending for our minds. We've got things that latch themselves onto us. And when we come to the house of God, we carry those things in with us. And we try to figure out why we don't feel the freedom to do what God wants us to do. But it's because of the parasites. It's because of the parasites that the enemy has placed over you for the next few moments to this congregation. I want to preach to you under this title, Monsters Inside Me. Monsters Inside Me. What happens is, is the enemy has set out many coups in your world. 
the enemy has set out many traps and many stairs in your world. And what he did it for is so that he can latch a parasite onto your mind and a parasite onto your spirit. And a lot of times it goes undetected for months and you'll never know that it's there. Ah, uh, yeah. But God sent me this morning to expose every parasite, to expose every devil in hell, to expose every demon, to ex God sent me here today to stand in the gap for somebody and tell you that you don't have to live that way and explain to you what's going on in your life. You can have your joy back today. You can have your peace back today. You can get your deliverance today. And the chain breaker is in the building. The king is in the house to take that thing off of you. The king is in the house to deliver you. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about the monsters uh, that attach itself to, 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 to you, to everything that you're doing. And every time you start doing good, it feels like you got a weight on your shoulders. Uh, every time you start doing right, it feels like something else happens. Uh, every time you start doing great, it feels like another bad thing is coming. Ah, uh, yeah, but God uh, sent me here as part of the victorious today. Uh, to tell you that you don't have to live your life down. You don't have to live your life out. You don't have to live your life in chains. I'll tell you where it came from. I was sitting there and I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a, a, a nature guy. I love nature, things like National Geographic. I like to know about fish and things like that. I, I enjoy that type of thing and I'm scrolling and I see a video of a praying mantis. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. I'm not a big fan of bugs. All right? Now, if you crawl, that's one thing. But if you get up and start flying, we're fighting. I'm throwing hands. I don't care who's around. I'm sorry about you. I'm going to put my baby down and we're getting this work. And so I'm, I'm looking at this praying mantis and this hand reaches down and grabs this praying mantis. Now for me, that would never happen wrong though. That's the first mistake that man made. So he reaches down and he grabs it. He takes this praying mantis and it looks like there was a, a container of water next to him. It was full. And he takes this praying mantis and it says, are you ready? And I'm like, am I ready for what? Is he about to drown the praying mantis? I just got to know. I know some of y'all more sanctified than that, but I was trying to figure out what was happening. And he takes this praying mantis and he dips it halfway into a cup of water. And as he does it, that praying mantis starts to move its legs. It starts to have all types of convulsions and all type of issues. And little by little, this thing starts coming out of that praying mantis. Little by little, there was, a, there, there was a long, I think they call it an iron worm. And this worm starts to come out of this praying mantis. This worm begins to come out. I know it's uncomfortable, but some of the things you're dealing with are uncomfortable. And so what, what happens is, is he's holding it in the water. And that thing starts to come out of that praying mantis.
mantis. Uh, the praying mantis might have been that long, but that iron worm was this long. Oh, what am I telling you today? What I'm telling you is there was a parasite that had attached itself to the inside of that praying mantis undetected. And that thing that might have started out like a little thing like that, it got so big that it began to endanger the life of that praying mantis. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, there's some things that you're dealing with right now that seems small right now. It seems like a small issue, but you better be careful, saying to God, because that thing is going to begin to grow. That thing is going to begin to do things in your body and you don't understand what's happening. Uh, that thing is going to begin to do things to your mind and you won't understand it. Uh, but it took somebody to put their hands on that thing uh, and say today is a day you're coming out uh, because he may not be able to see it, but I can. Uh, he may not be able to detect it, but I can. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, somebody here in the house, you're going to get delivered today and maybe it's from something that you didn't even know was a problem but the delivering power of the Holy Ghost is here today in the house he dunks him in the water and all of a sudden that, that, that parasite begins to come out when it does the parasite dies but the praying mantis lives Ah, oh, yeah. What am I telling you? I'm telling you baptism still works. <laughs> I'm telling you when you go down in the water, your sins got to die. But when you come out of the water, you're going to live. And you're going to see the power of God in your life. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, this morning is your morning. If you've never gone down in the water in Jesus' name, this morning is your morning. You can be delivered. You can be set free. I feel like preaching in the house now. You might have lived with sin in your life for 27 years. But God sent a preacher today to tell you uh, that if you go down in the water, uh, you got a clean slate. Uh, you might have dealt with drug addiction in your life for years, uh, but God sent me to tell you that when you go down in the water, uh, the parasites gotta leave. Uh, when you go down in the water, uh, the parasites gotta go. Uh, when you go down in the water, uh, depression has to flee. Uh, I want to preach to somebody in the who knows what I'm talking about this morning quit telling that parasite this is your home now you need to tell depression you don't live here no more I tell you what I feel I feel like there's some folks walking around here with heaviness in your life but you've let that heaviness become a part of you you've let that heaviness detach itself to you you've let that heaviness become a part of you <laughs> but God wants you to know there's freedom today and there's power today to get you out of your depression to get you out of your struggle I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a story of a, a woman named Melanie. She had this issue. She had a rare parasite. What happened was she starts going through her life and she starts to feel something happening to her eyeball. She starts to feel things happening to her eye. And so 
what she does is, is she gets to the place where she says, I got to go to the doctor because something is wrong. I keep feeling like something has happened every time she put eye drops in her eyeball. It would just burn. It would hurt. It would hurt. And it would hurt for hours. Well, later on, she decides she's going to go to the doctor. And they told her, ma'am, you want to know the problem with your eyesight? You've got a parasite living behind your eyeball. And every time you try to get that parasite out of there, it just keeps moving and trying to bury itself deeper. So she begins to lose her eyesight and she starts to not be able to see. But it took somebody, it took the surgeon getting down in there and taking that thing out of her eyeball. What am I telling you? The reason why some of you can't see clearly right now is because the enemy has detached a parasite to your eyeballs. And you can't see your future the way you need to see it. And you can't see who you're going to become the way you need to see it huh? because the parasite has gotten attached to your eyeball huh? oh yeah huh? say to God you want to know where your future is it's in the house of God huh? you want to know where your future is it's in the house of God huh? you don't have to worry just because you can't see huh? but you got to say God huh? I've got a problem and I can't see the way I used to huh? but you got to deliver me huh? you got to take this thing off for me the problem is sometime we wait too long because what she did not know is if she didn't get it dealt with she was going to be blind forever she realized that oh yeah the doctor told her they said that parasite can blind you completely but she said I don't want to wait till tomorrow to get something done about this thing I gotta do it today some of y'all gotta get your problems handled today Ah, uh, maybe that's not good enough for you. Let me tell you about another one. There is something that they call the brain-eating amoeba. It is found in over 70% of all U.S. lakes. And the job of this brain-eating amoeba is to hijack the human's brain in a hunt for food and shelter. Ooh. What it does is, is it takes itself and it gets into the brain and it attaches itself to the brain. And what it does is the only way that it's able to survive is it creates a cloak and it creates a coat around itself to protect itself from being found or detected. Oh, that was revelation for some of you in the house today. You got stuff playing with your mind right now that doesn't have to be playing with your mind. But the only way it survived is because it created a cloak and it, and it masked itself as something else. But I came to preach to you today. I know where you are, brain-eating amoeba. I know where you are today because we come to get you out of here today. Ah, yeah. I tell you what's happening. Everybody under the sound of my voice, you, and you have seen this yourself. We've got too many issues happening with the mind right now. We got too many mind games happening. We got social media playing with people's minds, playing with people's hearts. And I come to preach to somebody dealing with anxiety this morning. That anxiety does not belong to you. 
That anxiety does not belong to you and you don't have to deal with it. Quit claiming it. That's just a parasite telling your mind that you can't live without anxiety. That's just a parasite telling your mind that you can't live without mind problems. But God wants to heal and deliver in the house today. God wants to help somebody get out of your mind and get in the spirit. But the problem is, you've got them things that's in your ear telling you that you can't make it. I uh, yeah. There's a very similar insect to that other one that buries itself in your ear. Oh, yeah. You want to know what's been happening? I won't even go into detail this morning. The enemy's been lying to you. The enemy's been sending people to your ear to lie to you and tell you that you can't make it, tell you that you can't do it, tell you, oh, yeah. It doesn't matter if everybody else believes it. If God says you are, you are. I believe I'll say that again. If God says you are, you are. If God says I'm healed, then I'm healed. If God says I'm free, then I'm free. If God says I'm delivered, then I'm delivered. I got a priest coming on the inside of me that I got to tell somebody that God wants to free you and God wants to let you know that your demons don't have to come with you to the house no more. That your depression has to go. That darkness has to flee. And God wants you to know that today is your day and right now is your hour. Tell that lying devil, get out of my ear because I don't want to hear it no more. Get out of my ear because I just can't take it no more. And get you a dance in your feet. Get you a shout in your feet. Get you a praise in your feet. And say, yeah! You're dealing with the parasite. You're dealing with the parasite. Ah, you can't always see it, but it's there. You want to know how to kill a parasite? How you kill a parasite. Sometime killing a parasite, all it has to do with is putting some alcohol on it. What am I telling you? I'm saying what you got to do is you got to cleanse sometime. You want to get rid of the parasite, you get clean. You repent in Jesus' name and say, God, I'm sorry, and I'm not going back again. How do you get rid of a parasite? You say, after today, my life's going to be changed. And after that, after you're free of it, you got to stomp that thing out. <laughs> And you've got to take preventative measures to make sure that you don't get put in that position again. We're going to come to the altars here in just a little bit. But let me tell you just what I feel in the Holy Ghost. 
I wanted to shout more this morning. I wanted us to be hanging from the chandeliers this morning. But I tell you what the Lord was telling me all night last night. And that is, there are some of you that are caught in cycles. You're caught in cycles with the parasites. Because when that parasite is taken out and God delivers you from that thing and God does things in your life, you feel like there's a void in your heart. You feel like there's a void in your mind because that parasite has lived there so long that it's made room for itself in your mind. And you keep running back to the same problems and running back to the same things and running back to the same issues. You don't have to do drugs anymore, ma'am. You don't have to do drugs anymore, sir. And just because it's hitting me, you don't have to look at pornography anymore either. You don't have to take another drink of alcohol in your life. You don't have to abuse prescription, prescription drugs in your life. You don't have to live that way any longer. But what it's going to take is for you to say, I know that I've got some problems that I've got to get fixed. It's easy to come to church and get caught up in the shout and to get caught up in the praise. But some of you got some real needs in this house. Oh yeah. And I believe there's a place for praise. I love it just like everybody else does. Probably more than a lot of you do. And I believe it. But I believe this morning in the house, we may seal this thing with the praise, whatever. But I believe that God wants to do a serious work in some of your lives today and some of your hearts today. It's not the will of God for you to deal with some of the struggles you've been dealing with. It's not the will of God for you to walk out of this house the same way that you came in. But it's the will of God that no man should perish, but that everyone should have everlasting life. What does that mean? What I'm telling you today is this morning is your morning to come out. You can stand all across the house. Today is your day to come out of your problem. Today is your day to come out of your situation. Today is your day to get delivered. Ah, yeah. I know you're here in the house today because the Lord sent me to tell you. But these altars are open for you. We're going to sing. We're going to play here in a little bit. But we got to have a moment in this house because God wants to lift some weight off of your mind. Wants to lift some weight off of your spirit today. Scripture says it like this. Lay aside every weight and every sin that does so easily beset us. What does that mean? I'm telling you that this is for the saint too. Because sometimes it's not a sin problem. Sometimes it's a weight problem. What I'm telling you is, what I feel in my heart is there's a saint. You've been doing everything you can to live righteous. 
You've been doing everything. You've been doing everything you can to live righteous, to live above reproach. You've been doing everything you can to live holy. But somehow, some way, you're in a situation that you can't get out of. And the weight of it is just weighing on your mind. It's weighing on your heart. It's weighing on your spirit. And you don't know what to do about it. But this morning, God sent me to tell you that that thing has been set as a parasite for you. And you've got to be willing to say, God, I know what it is now. But you've got to lift this weight off of me. God, you got to help me to get past this thing. God, you've got to deliver me of this thing. Ah, uh, yeah, it's not always a sin problem, but sometimes it is a weight problem. And those of you that are dealing with sin in your life, you don't have to stay the way you came. There is a God who wants to touch you. There is a God that wants to forgive you, but listen, you've got to forgive yourself. Yeah, you messed up. Yes, you did wrong. Yes, you're probably going to make a mistake again. But it's not just God that has to forgive you today. You've got to forgive yourself. Uh, I think it'd be fitting if we all just raised our hands in the building right here. Come on, God's trying to talk to somebody. God's trying to touch somebody's life today. I feel the mercy of God in the building today. I feel the hand of the Savior reaching for somebody in the building. I feel the mercy of the everlasting Father reaching for a heart today. Come on, you don't have to deal with the monsters in your life anymore. Come on, you ought to lift up your voices in the house. I know you got your hands raised, but begin to lift up your voices in the house and cry out to God today and say, God, I need you. I don't know how I can do it without you, but I need your help today. you Jesus yes God yes God come on be in the cry out to him today
with her. Find somebody to intercede with her. Come on. Come on, I need every saint of God helping me pray. Every saint of God helping me pray right now. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray with authority. Pray with power. Pray with dominion. Come on, right now. Right now. Right now. Come on, saints of God. Let God use you right now to pray with somebody. Let God anoint you right now to pray with somebody. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus over the sin. We plead the blood of Jesus over the bondage. We plead the blood of Jesus. Hey. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Uh-huh. 